Hi, I'm Liz Diddy. It's Tuesday of Holy Week, and Jesus is teaching his disciples. They've made their way together from the temple to the Mount of Olives. That's why this section of Matthew, which is also recorded in shorter versions in Mark and Luke, is sometimes called the Olivet Discourse. Let's look at one of those parables he taught on the Mount of Olives in Matthew 25, 1-13. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oils. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Jesus is teaching mainly about the end of the world and his second coming. If you've been following our series through Thessalonians, you'll know the Greek word is parousia. Some of these parables can be hard to read, and this is one of those. Jesus is saying that just because you are a bridesmaid or consider yourself part of the wedding party doesn't mean that you are actually going to be enjoying the feast that is coming. So how can we know for sure? The parable of the ten virgins, or the ten bridesmaids, is the second of three parables told back to back. At first reading, we have a lot of questions, like, why are the wise bridesmaids so mean to the foolish ones? And why does the groom lock the bridesmaids out of the wedding and say he doesn't know them? And exactly what does this mean for us? Fortunately for us, even though Matthew doesn't explain the story in much depth, he uses a number of words and phrases that link to other scripture passages to help us understand, and this story is sandwiched between two other stories that help us understand the train of thought. Let's start with the basics of the story. We have a groom, and presumably there's a bride somewhere. Other places in the Bible use the metaphor of Jesus being a groom and the church, or collective followers of Jesus, being his bride. This metaphor fits nicely here, especially since the set of three parables are all talking about Jesus leaving, which he's about to do shortly after the cross and his resurrection, and then coming back after a long time. And this parable has Jesus, or the groom, taking longer than expected and then showing up at an unexpected time. The bride, or collective church, is out of focus in this story because ten representatives of the church come to the forefront. Five are wise and five are foolish. And although those percentages seem to be arbitrary, Matthew frequently contrasts the wise and the foolish throughout his gospel. It's kind of his thing. And these bridesmaids are the characters we are meant to find ourselves in. Are we wise or foolish? Are we in the wedding feast or are we locked out in the cold? To understand the rest of the story, we have to piece together a few things about first century Palestinian weddings, and believe it or not, we don't actually know a ton of information. From the context of this story, peeks we get into other weddings in the Gospels, and some ancient texts, we can put together at least this much. 
After the official wedding, the bride and groom would go back to their homes or homes of family members and they'd hang out with them, maybe change their clothes, take pictures, just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, after a little while, there would be a big procession or like a parade of the groom to come to the bride and begin the feast or what we would think of as a reception. As the groom was coming, the bridesmaids would go out to greet him and escort his party to the bride. For those of you that have been following our series in 1 Thessalonians, this is the same image that we see in 1 Thessalonians 4 when Jesus' followers meet him at his return and lead the procession to his coming again to earth. The bridesmaids had one main job, to have torches to light the way for his parade. The word is translated lamp in most Bibles, but it can also mean, and probably does here, a torch because a little lamp just won't light the way for a parade after dark. So picture these torches, which have some rags on them that have been drenched in oil but dried, and then they trim them or take off the outer layer and pour fresh oil on them so that they can burn brightly. Well, here's the problem. Some of the bridesmaids didn't bring oil. I know most bridesmaids today don't carry torches, but this would seriously be like having 10 bridesmaids for your wedding and five of them showed up on the wedding day and never bothered to buy their bridesmaid dresses. I mean, come on ladies, we know it's going in the Goodwill truck after, but you have one job. You stand up there and make the bride and groom look good. That's what good friends do, even if the dresses are like $300 and totally disposable. So, while it might sound mean that the wise bridesmaids won't share with the foolish ones, just imagine that you show up for a wedding with your bridesmaid dress and some other bridesmaid is like, I don't have a dress. How about I cut the skirt off of yours and wear my t-shirt and you can wear the top of yours and a pair of jeans? Uh, no, that's not going to work. Because this night isn't about the bridesmaids, it's about the bride and groom. And if the wise bridesmaids give their oil away, there won't be enough to light the procession and that will ruin the wedding. So the foolish bridesmaids run off to J. Crew or the oil sellers or whatever, and the procession goes on without them. Then they show up at the reception wearing their pastel pink tulle gowns or carrying their torches and oil. And all of that isn't even really needed anymore, but they say, hey, we're here for the party. If we're honest, After the level of disrespect they've shown so far, some of us would definitely shut the door and tell them to buy their own dinner somewhere else. But it's really jarring to hear Jesus do that. The groom just tells them, truly, I tell you, I don't know you, and shuts the door. This is where I pause. Is this what Jesus is really like? Up until now, he's been the one inviting everyone to the feasts, and he's shutting them out? Is that what he's going to say to me one day? Can I be curling my hair and hanging out with the bridesmaids and feeling like I'm part of the wedding one minute and completely shut out in the cold the next? This phrase is meant to jolt us, but it's also meant to bring to mind a clear echo from an earlier passage in Matthew. In chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. The clarifying line here is that I never knew you. See, 
these are the bridesmaids, not the bride. And there are people out there right now representing the church or calling themselves Christians that are not actually following the way of Jesus at all. Many of us have run into these imposters or even been hurt by them. These, they, these are people who Jesus never knew. They clearly didn't feel any love or closeness to him, otherwise they would have had oil with them. And Jesus says that the, only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven is really my follower. And these foolish bridesmaids might have been posing as part of the party, but they never had any real relationship with the couple. They didn't really care about the wedding. So the point of this parable is not that some of the followers of Jesus will be surprised to have a door shut in the face. Jesus tells us the point of the story of the ten bridesmaids in verse 13, and it is simply this. Therefore, be alert, because you don't know either the day or the hour. Remember, this is the second in a series of three parables, all showing different aspects of how to wait for Jesus' second coming. This is urgent information as Jesus is moving towards the cross. This is his last week of life on earth before he ascends to heaven and waits to come again. And this is what he needs his followers to know. In his first parable, he talks about how unexpectedly he will come. In the second parable, he talks about how important it is that we take our responsibilities seriously while we wait so that we're ready. And in the last parable, he talks about the need to be prepared for a long delay, which is already hinted at in this second parable, as the bridegroom is taking longer to return and begin the feast than expected. So how do we respond to a story like this? Well, even though the wedding has begun and the kingdom of Jesus was established, doesn't it just feel like the groom is missing in action sometimes? Or like he's never coming back? I mean, not in our lifetimes, at least. This is a reminder that the reception is still on and his kingdom is just beginning. He is coming back. Be watchful, be alert. And while you wait, you have a job to do. We have responsibilities here on earth as followers of Jesus and representatives of his bride or his church. Do them while we wait. Get to know Jesus better. Love God, love your neighbor. You are representing the bride, and you want to be ready to take your place by Jesus' side at his return. These bridesmaid torchbearers remind us of Jesus' earlier words in Matthew's Gospel in 5.16. Let your light shine. <laughs>